five seconds. My God, don't say that to me. That was hot. <laughs> uh, there's a part of me that's hoping that that was caught in the recording so I can just put it as the start of the episode. Okay, whatever you want to do. <laughs> I'm saying is it might it might be there. I float your boat. <laughs> Welcome to Podcast 2187. Enjoy the show. And don't forget to submit your blaster for inspection. So, welcome everybody to this episode of Podcast 2187. You know, I'm looking up. I'm trying to remember exactly. Is this 194, I think? I I don't know. I'm going to find out. Um, Okay, here we go. Here we go. It's a lot. Yes. This is episode 194 of Podcast 2187. You know, Tim, can I ask a question that's totally off topic because I'm kind of organizing some things right now? Go for it. If you were to organize your Blu rays, let's say, uh huh. Where would the Mask of Zorro go? M for Mask or Z for Zorro? That's a good question. I personally would probably put it at M. Okay, but then the sequel is Legend of Zorro. So you would then put the sequel under L. Or you just put Zorro together and have it go in numerical order. You follow me? Yeah, I do. These are the things I deal with. Well, another thing you can consider is just having like a, a shelf devoted to uh like a, a franchise or something so you can have like all the star wars movies together the zora movies together oh no no star no, trek together mix, no we don't mix star wars and uh and star trek you know they're not friends well sure they are kind of ish not maybe. really they don't really like hey. i mean we share I mean, a director true slash reviver slash reviver yeah like okay so for x-men origins wolverine Yes, I do own that. Um, <laughs> and then the next movie was Wolverine, right? Yeah. And then the next movie was Logan. So do you put those in three separate spots? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that really doesn't feel like you do that. Right. I would, I would honestly appreciate if uh, these franchises can all kind of numerically start the same at least. That would work. Yeah. Like, well, I appreciate I hate, that. I, I, I yeah. I mean, like, I like when they do, like, I almost feel like Jurassic Park, the first one, mm-hmm. they should add a title to it. Like, if it's oh. Jurassic, it should be Jurassic Park, like, you know, holy crap, this is where it gets, this is where it starts off. That's, that's the <laughs> subtitle. Because cause then you have Jurassic Park, version. The Lost World. And then, and then they did, just did Jurassic Park 3, which is like, okay, well, you guys couldn't even do anything else. Yeah. I'm not sure where my head's at. Again, I'm just going things. It should have been called Jurassic Park 3. Now we have pterodactyls. <laughs> and people would be like, yeah, I'm going to go see that. Yeah. I mean, look, if Sharknado can be like a cultural phenomenon, that would have been fine. Sharknado. Oh. I've never seen it and never want to. Oh, really? I have seen it, unfortunately. Really? Oh. I mean, look, if, if you understand that the first one was just a typical sci-fi movie, and the ones after that are intentionally bad. It does make it a little bit better when you realize it's intentional. But otherwise, 
I mean, it's rough. Like, yeah. like it thrives yeah. off of being corny. Maybe I will watch it though. Now, now you got me peaked. If it thrives off being corny. I forget which one it was, but there was one that had a bunch of Star Wars uh, jokes in it. Oh, oh really? I might have been. Okay, this is all of a memory because I saw it one time when it came out. It may have been the fourth one because I believe it was called The Fourth Awakens. Uh, like, like that kind of joke? Yeah, well, yeah, and like that was the name of the movie. And the uh, I think there were actual Star Wars jokes in there. Through, and there were a bunch of different cameos through them and stuff. So, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> I, I know I said I was going to see it. Now I'm back to I'm not going to. Well, it could, okay, so here's the thing. I know somebody who shall remain nameless for the time being who um, is a major, like, you know, Rampage, the Dwayne Johnson movie, right? Yeah. Like, that's her thing. Like, she loves that kind of crap. And she's huge with the Sharknado movies. <laughs> Did she share the same last name as you? I will not tell. Okay. <laughs> but I think you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. Oh, look, you know, everybody's got to have their... their... Their thing that they like, you know. Who am I to judge? One of my favorite movies is Battleship, so. <laughs> Which also is one that this person likes. <laughs> yes. Okay, then. Uh, then and of course, me? you know Godzilla, as you know, and all that kind of stuff. So. Well, Godzilla's in its own little little world, so. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is agreed. Okay, so let's keep going. Let's do this. We got to We oh yeah we 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 have what two. One or two news stories to talk about. That's it. Nothing much. Nothing really happened. Yep. No new episode. Okay, so we have a new episode of Mandalorian to talk about. Uh, the second to last episode of season two, which just came out this past Friday, and the day before, uh, it was I believe it was Thursday, just if memory serves. Um, they had the Disney investor meeting thing virtually, which you got to watch. I watched it. Um. And uh, some, I mean, yeah, some stuff came from that. Some of it we knew and expected, some of it less so. Um, and some things I was um, basically expecting anyway, and it was still fan-freaking-tastic to hear anyway. So uh, we'll cover a lot of that, too, after we talk about this past episode of The Mandalorian, which was Bill Burr's triumphant return to the series. <laughs> um, and, it was uh, triumphant. I, no, honestly... He did a great job. He really did. Especially with the scene in the mess hall. Like he was really great there. That is fantastic. Like I love dialogue scenes with, with serious amounts of tension like that. So that was yeah. one of my favorites. Like one of the one of the greatest scenes in uh, uh was it Spider Man Homecoming? Yeah. It's just the scene where Peter oh, Parker yeah. is, you know, it, it, there's nothing going on. It's just it's just two adversaries. Michael Keaton. Yes. And yeah, it's yeah, yeah. fantastic. It was good, yeah. I mean, it, it was directed so well. I mean, that, that scene was like pure attention from everyone's perspective, from uh, Mandalorian's perspective because of the whole helmet thing, Bill Burr because of his, uh, or I should say Mayfeld, I guess, because of his uh, character experience, and from, uh, was it uh, Richard Brake, I believe it was? Um, his perspective just by, you know, trying to figure out what's going on. Like, it was just tension all around, and it was done very well. Everybody felt uncomfortable, and it was great. And even to the action sequences, like that one part where he was fighting off all the pirates on top of the juggernaut, to me, that the pacing of it 
And the style of the fight, and I mean this in the most complimentary way possible, seemed like it was straight from Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like it, it was great. Yep, yep. I agree. And uh, so let's see. We got some really good music in there as well. Never want to overlook that part. And even the title even sequence. I think I even overlooked that part. Well, like the title sequence, the music was slightly different for that. Or not even slightly. I mean, it, it was the same idea, but it wasn't your typical entrance that we've been having uh, the entire season. I, I think you're overlooking the, the most important part of that episode. Which is? Boba Fett got a glow up. He did. That's the best we've ever seen him on camera. And I'm like a I'm like a 40 year old man using the, the term glow up, so I apologize. <laughs> well, more than 40 in my 40s year old man who I used mean, that term, but I saw yeah, somebody th- use it on online and I thought it was appropriate. Well, you know what? If um if we're doing that kind of aging system, I'm a lot younger than I am too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I like it. You're in your you're in your your tens. Oh, yeah, no, not even. <laughs> that would be way younger, but anyway. Um, let's see. The seismic charge happened too. Well, okay, so first let's start let's let's start with what needs to be talked about. Let's talk about Boba Fett, because you know, it's Boba Fett and I'm still not over the fact that he's here. <laughs> he's here, he's got the uh the original looking Empire Strikes Back era rocket on his jetpack again. He does, and he also has a has a fresh paint job. Um, and I don't even know. I can't even liken this to anything else. I mean, he hasn't probably had a paint job like this since, at least not in the original trilogy. He didn't have a, this clean a paint job. And he also he got. Hasn't, he hasn't had done. it since he did it the first time because it was during the era of the Clone Wars that Cad Bane shot his helmet and made that dent, and that dent has been discolored since. So it feels like this is the first time he's had a paint job since he took the armor from Django. Well, yeah, and, and the little red, uh, he's got the, he's got the, the, what is it, the chest plate sensor working yeah. again? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was I, on Cobb Vanth, too, I thought. Oh, is it? I don't know. I thought it was. I'd have to look. I'd have to look. But he looked great. He did. He looks great, and of course, as you expect, he sounds great. To be honest, I mean, we've known, we talked about it on this show for, it feels like months before it came out, that Tamara Morrison was going to be involved, but it doesn't matter. It still feels amazing and fantastic and, like, just the best thing ever that he's involved with this. Well, and not only only that, you know, this gives us a lot of chance. This gives us a chance to see things that we've never seen before. So, in this instance, we're actually seeing inside not the cockpit but inside of the slave one for the first time and it's rotation yes yes i mean we're gonna see it a lot more uh next season when it becomes uh mando's ship because boba fett dies but and still not sold on that i know i i sadly am i don't want to be but uh I i think it seems it feels inevitable i mean it is possible, but I'm not sold that it's going to actually happen that way. Because it, it just—it seems like it's such a poor idea. And for the most part, this show has not been making poor decisions. But that—I think that would be a big one. You don't think he's going to sacrifice himself? Not fatally. 
Like okay, I can see him, I can see him putting himself in a situation where it could go that way, but I don't think it will. Well, what do you think is going to happen? He barely escapes this time, like he didn't the last time. I don't know. So then, who has? Uh, where does the? Uh, excuse me. What ship does Mandalorian get then? It could. I mean, it could be anything. It could be something that uh, some Karelian not you know, anything that we know so far is a, a new type of that. We didn't know what the Razor Crest was before they designed it, so who knows what new things they could come up with. I mean, Doug Chang is involved with this. I get that, but what is the reason behind blowing it up? Uh, frankly, it, it was a huge emotional thing, A, because you're blowing up his home. It's, the episode is called The Tragedy. They take his family and they blow up his home. It just makes sense to do that. And then B, uh, you are creating a situation where it makes sense to team up aboard the slave one, but that doesn't mean it has to become his new ship now. Mm, that's true, but I don't agree. <laughs> I mean, they don't want it to happen, right? No, I don't want it to happen. I mean, I, I would ultimately be okay with it. Um, yeah. after, you, you know, I cried myself to sleep a little bit, but, uh... <laughs> You know, I they ever since they talked about a long time ago that uh, that somebody new would be taking over the mantle of Boba Fett, and this is how, you know, that's what Cobb Vance started to be and all that. Uh, this is the first one that actually feels to me like I could accept that idea. Yeah. He obviously wouldn't be Boba Fett. Only Boba Fett is Boba Fett. Yeah. But I think, you know... The the creators have done a good enough job to make it seem like if you know Mando got the slave one, then I can accept that. You know, I mean, yeah, I could accept it if it happens. Doesn't mean I don't like it, but I could accept it. I mean, they've done such a good job at establishing the Mandalorian as a character, as a hero, really for a, a relatable hero, really for us to follow and you know, connect with as much as we can and it would be acceptable in that way. But I mean, I think everyone to some level is going to be significantly disappointed if that happens. And I just don't see them doing something that will create mass disappointment. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's the whole return of Boba Fett has been one of the major storylines of this season frankly, almost bigger than Ahsoka outside of the Star Wars circle, like in the general population who didn't know who she was. I mean, Boba Fett coming back is a huge deal. I don't think Boba Fett's a bigger deal, to be honest. I'm not just saying that because I'm a huge Boba Fett fan. <laughs> I mean, I, I, feel like, I feel like it really could go either way, just depending on which circle of people you're talking to. True. But I think the average person knows that design better than, uh, than they know Ahsoka. So, it's, you know. Go either way, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, as far as what actually did happen, though, <laughs> with this episode, I, I still want to just take a moment to talk about that seismic charge. Oh, do it. Like, bruh. I, you know what? I, I, I don't know if I can do this, but I'm going to try to see if I can just play that sound effect here because we just we deserve to hear it. Pretend I just played it. Well, I thought you did play it because it, it's a, it sucks the uh, the sound away. Well, y yeah, but like, what's your reaction? 
I had the, I had the sound sucked away from me, Tim. I was excited. And, <laughs> okay. And the seismic charge took it away. <laughs> it's like okay, uh, it's like almost. It seems like it's universally known that this is one of the best, if not the best, sound effect in Star Wars slash movies. Like I don't know a single person who doesn't love it or wasn't amazed to hear it. Like it, it was. It's really cool that literally the sound of an explosion in Star Wars not only gets everybody excited because of a nostalgia effect, but also it's just that cool. Well, and the other thing is, is that, and this is what I definitely appreciate about uh, Filoni and um, and Favreau is they're not shying away from <laughs> they're not shying away from Attack of the Clones at all. Yeah. You know, a lot of people like to act like that doesn't exist or it's the worst one. And obviously, you know, my feelings on it. But yeah. you've got a scenario where we got to see the Mastiffs from uh, from Attack of the Clones. And, and we get the size of charge and we get Boba Fett, obviously, uh, coming back as Tamir Morrison. So there's a lot of good in that movie. And I'm yeah. glad that we get to see the things from that. Yeah, that's it. So I have to say, Tim. <laughs> so, all right. Well, and I mean, I feel like we we don't really go in depth with a lot of it, but we kind of covered the main points that we wanted to bring up. Really, I mean, Bill Burr was fantastic. Seismic charges and Boba Fett, fantastic to see. Uh, the tension of the mess hall scene was great. The action was great. I think the only thing we didn't really address was the whole thing about uh, Din showing his face for the scan. For which? Oh, yes. I mean, the way I, I've actually heard people took took it differently. I think the majority of people took it the same way I did, which is that he's willing to throw everything out the window to save the kid. Yeah, I mean, how did other people take it differently? So I had heard somebody say that they they took that to mean it wasn't as big of a deal because like no one in there knew him anyway, and it's so, like it wasn't a risk. And like when Bill Burr saw him, like that was a mistake, but that was the only thing. And it basically, kind of whatever. It was more tactical than that. I'm like, like I said, my impression was that it was much more of a character plot point or development. That again, he's willing to throw out essentially the life he's had up until now to save the kid. Yeah, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't have the mask on because people are gonna know who he is. Or, yeah. you know, in his other reasons, he has the mask on because it's creed. part of his religion and his yeah. creed. Yeah. You know, so so he's, you know, in, in many no ways. He's... thing is supposed to see his face. Right. Right. He hasn't even showed his face to to the child who he's, who he's you know, protecting. Right. But he's willing to take it off. And, and, you know, and I think that's also why he feels he is a smart character. You know, he is he is uh, sure of himself and he takes that mask off and he's like dumb, you know, he's yeah. a fish out of water. He uh, I, I think just the idea of here I am, the mask's off and people want to interact with me. He doesn't know how to to be anybody. Because you know, he, in more ways than one, he's exposed in ways that he's not used to. Right. It would it really be like uh, for us, like if suddenly we had to interact with people completely naked. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I know what it'd you mean, like, yeah. It'd be like, uh, uh, everybody, <laughs> wants to just, everybody wants to have a normal conversation and, and we're like, uh, no. 
my my stuff's hanging out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much it. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. He is naked for all intents and purposes. <laughs> and everybody likes some naked, you know, uh, Pedro Pascal. So I I can do and, that. I'm good. Well, I'm like, and then we also have the end as well, which is pretty cool where we have uh, the Mandalorian repeating the speech, more or less, that Moff Gideon told him at the end of season one, or I guess the, the it was the second to last episode, right? Yes. Then he ended with that. So second to last episode, like exactly one season later, um, he's turning the tables and he's giving him the speech. And it was, it's like poetry, it rhymes. Well, and this was, this was also like the, uh, um, this is the taken moment, you know? Yeah, exactly. This is where he's basically said, I'm coming for you, just so you know. You have, and, you have and there's basically nothing he can do about it. Yeah. Coming for him. Now, who else is going to show? Because, like, I've seen a lot of people speculate that they would like to have Bo-Katan come back for the final episode. I, I don't think I expect that to happen, but... Um, it would be interesting just because she's she and Boba seem to be the two main seeds planted in him that it's okay to not wear your helmet and look where he is now. I mean, I, I know, again, it was also because of the, the uh, Grogu and all that, too. But who knows if, if he... I mean, maybe he would have fought it harder if Bo-Katan and uh, Boba Fett didn't show up with their helmets off. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's possible. I mean, I I don't know. It, it seems like they were planting those seeds. I I don't know if it would have affected the outcome or not, but the the seeds came from them. And I don't think I don't I, I don't think that has anything to do with him taking off his helmet. Look, he had he had to have the fa- the facial recognition scan. It had to happen. There is yeah. no way to do it with the with the helmet on. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, but maybe, but again, maybe his reaction to it. Uh, he'll be like more "quote unquote" okay with it now because of that. Or oh, something. yeah, possible. Or maybe he finally thinks that you know he owes it to to the little guy to show him what he looks like. Well, all right. Uh, well, <laughs> overall though, uh, I thought it was very good. It, it was highly enjoyable. It was a great one. I'm not entirely ready for it to be done already because i mean this happened with season one you know this the season was so good it was eight episodes and then we we're just done for it seems like forever here we're back it's even better to me than it was in season one and we're about to be done with it again for a whole year because i think i saw that season three doesn't start till december of 21 i think so it may be a little while but and i know we got other stuff in the meantime like bad batch and whatnot but uh, I am kind of hoping for a, a longer episode for a finale, which I, I think we'll get. I hope it's really epic and, and it's satisfying enough that if there is a cliffhanger, there's enough satisfaction and they're over. You know what I mean? So do you think we're going to get, um, you think we're going to get other shows before we get Mandalorian season three? Well, supposedly we're supposed to have the Boba Fett miniseries before then. And I think I'd heard Bed Batch would be before then too. Of course, that was all rumors. Yeah, nothing's really been flat out confirmed with dates as far or I mean, general areas of time. Like the we'll get to it in a little bit, but like there's a movie for Christmas of 2023. But I'm ready for 
I'm ready for Boba Fett. I, I hope I hope it gets released. You know, I, I hope that this is a announcement they're waiting for for the show to be over before they do it. But who knows? Well, and I guess before we get to the uh, the things from the Disney shareholder meeting. We we're still talking about the Mandalorian with this season finale coming up. What types of things do you want to see in it? I mean, obviously we know there's some sort of uh, effort to get Grogu back, some sort of plan that they enact. Is there anybody you want to show up in it character-wise, or any things you want to see resolved? Any like, do you want it to end with a teaser of a Jedi, or do you want to know who the Jedi is as the cliffhanger? Like, like what do you want? Or, or no Jedi. Like, like, what do you want for this finale coming up this week? I don't, uh, I don't want Jedi. Uh, you know, I think it needs to be, I think it needs to be done, to be honest. So do you think that Grogu's first thing was essentially nobody got his message? I don't know. I, I, to me, that is probably a teaser for season three, if anything. I don't think they can necessarily answer that question. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, that's very possible. I mean, I think the common expectation is that that will be the cliffhanger. At, at, like the last thing you see in this episode leading into season three, we have to wait a year, is going to be like, you know, a lightsaber ignites or something. I mean, something like that for whatever reason. And then season two's done. You don't even necessarily know who it is. I think that's the, kind of the common expectation for that. And that would be a good cliffhanger, annoying, but it would be good. Uh, I, but we don't know if they're going to go that route. I mean, they already had Ahsoka in there for in an episode called "The Jedi." I could easily see them deciding that they want to steer clear of the Jedi storyline. And uh, I mean, I know he's trying to return Grogu to the Jedi, but let's just say he doesn't find any. Well, then what? There's a whole, you know, wealth of storyline to go from there. Yeah, I don't even think the Jedi. I, I mean, we found the the biggest Jedi besides Luke Skywalker that's still alive, and she's like, eh, you know. <laughs> I guess I can train him for you know worst case scenario, but go here, go find somebody else. Yeah. Like, oh, good lord. Yeah, she gave almost exactly the same instructions that because Bo Katan say go to the planet Corvus, so there you will find Ahsoka Tana, right? And then Ahsoka's like, go to the planet Tython, there you'll find the remnants of an old Jedi temple. It's like they're they're almost cloning their speeches. Right. Well, and this is just what the story is. It's like you want my help? Help me complete this quest. Okay, fine. I'll help you complete the quest. And then you complete the quest. I have another mission for you. Oh, good lord. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, look, can't just same... somebody, you know, do what they're supposed to do. And that I mean, that's true at the same time for season 2 at least, I've found that it works. It's not reinventing the story engine, but it works. Now, what I don't mean? I'm saying that storyline and I'm just being like, do this mission for me. They do the mission. Oh, I love it. You know, like go on it. to the next point. But you would you would want somebody to to he upholds his, his end of the bargain and everybody else is like, yeah, I know I said I'd do that, but uh, <laughs> you know this is the way. Ha ha ha! You jerk. <laughs> what would you do if Boba says that to Mandalorian? This is the way about something. 
How would you feel oh, about I, that? I'd probably lose my mind. <laughs> it would be kind of cool to have that in his voice. This is the I can't do it. I mean, well, it would be cool, but then it also I don't know because he he said he pledges his allegiance to no one in the response to taking the creed or, or whatever. So I don't know if he would necessarily do that, but it would be kind of cool, and it, it would be a, a good exchange to show how maybe their relationship grew with with mutual respect or something. We got a few more days until uh, this all sort of gets washed out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I. It's interesting because I like to think that we're in the general ballpark, you know, that we know what we're talking about. But then at the same time, it's like every time that we uh, we're in the we're in the like, we've talked about this before. We kind of have an idea what's coming up, but the execution we're always way off. Right. So it'll be interesting. And one other thing I do want to point out before we're done entirely with the uh, Mandalorian conversation is that I've seen some people doing some research, taking maps or screenshots of, of maps that have been in the show and all that to try to figure out where Moff Gideon is or where he's headed. And so far, it seems like the leading informed speculation is that he may be headed toward Kamino that could make sense if he's got Grogu with him and he needs him for experimentation, potentially involving clones and whatnot. That would make sense. But can you imagine how pretty freaking cool it would be to have Boba Fett track Moff Gideon back to Kamino? Oh, that would be great. Like that, that would be, be really the best. Good. Yeah. I don't want to get anybody's so. hopes up, but I think that'd be fantastic. Okay. So, I think, okay, Mandalorian conversation, I think we're good for now, because there's a whole other crap ton of stuff, including Mandalorian a little bit, we have to talk about here. So, <laughs> this, was that, this was massive. I was watching the Disney Investor Meeting live, and I was figuring, okay, they'll probably show us some stuff with Bad Batch, maybe like a, a quick teaser or something. Maybe we'll get like an official title for the Cassian and Obi-Wan shows. Maybe they'll announce one new show in addition to that. That's it. That was my expectation. Uh, they they surpassed my expectations <laughs> as far as what they're going to do. So let me just run through some of the things that we have here. First off, they announced that Dave Filoni and John Favreau are currently developing two shows that are related to and set in the timeline of The Mandalorian. And those are Rangers of the New Republic and a show called Ahsoka which will star, of course, Rosario Dawson. So, they have also said that somehow, I am i don't remember the exact wording, but basically, The Mandalorian, Ahsoka, and Rangers of the New Republic are going to somehow come together in the future for like one epic cinematic event, whether that's a movie or a crossover, Disney Plus, one-time episode i don't know but they make it seem like those three shows are going to come together for something massive imagine if that's grand admiral thrawn can you not see that working i can see it working i mean obviously that that's something that they could do i'm not i'm not not big in grand admiral uh, grand admiral thrawn i mean i I like him wow um i'm sorry I mean, you know, he was my first 
positive wow. exposure to Star Wars outside of the movies. I say positive because he was technically the like his storyline with the zombie books was technically the second thing that I read because the first thing was pure crap. Um, but so he was my, the first like you know positive thing I had that I really liked. He he was he's so, he's the best. Like okay, in so the... I liked I liked Thrawn from uh, the was it the heir to the Empire all that those three books. Yeah, thought it was great. Thought it was great. I thought the character was great. In that time, however, since that time when they've reintroduced him, he's like he's one of those characters that has uh, like plot armor. Like nothing bad can happen to the guy ever. The guy is like perfect, and they almost ride him like he's a hero. And it, and it's almost it's almost too you know with, with with there's almost way too much time and devotion and energy spent to uh, this one character. Now, this is coming from a guy who thinks we need more of both Fett. But, <laughs> you know, he's got different houses, and he's the smartest guy in the room at any time. And, you know, every single his, – his real name is like eight miles long. And it's just like, <laughs> okay, I'm not sure. Maybe if I actually read it, I'd get into it. Um, but I like the Thrawn that we've seen in The Rebels. Uh, in Rebels, and I, and I think it'd be interesting, obviously, if um, they made it a show. But I don't want Mandalorian focused on Thrawn. Well, no, I don't think it. I don't think it should be focused on that. I think he can have an episode in there at some point. He should be primarily focused in the Ahsoka show, I would say, and then the crossover is you bring the main characters from Rangers of the New Republic and Din Djarin into Ahsoka's story of trying to hunt down or, or capture whatever Thrawn. And I think that's the oh, big event. Oh, oh, time. Can, and I'm sorry that this got brought up. Uh, something something in The Mandalorian that we didn't talk about that just yeah. popped in my head. So I was thinking that something cool to have it more, to have it be was if they dealt with Mandalore, right? Right. That would be a cool, that would be a cool way for all these three stories to come into one, you know? True. But yeah. What's, what's his name? Said Mandalore was gone. Right, yeah, that is true. And I'm okay. What he's okay. <laughs> that is a good point. I'm glad you brought that up because I do, I have seen lit reactions to that because he um uh, Mayfeld did say at one point something about Alderaan this and Mandalore that, but neither of them exist anymore. Right, and I was like, okay, is it talking about the idea of Mandalore doesn't exist anymore, or is it talking about the damn planet is gone? Right, I personally believe he was talking about the like culture and the society of Mandalore doesn't exist anymore, and partly because uh, that would, I mean, I don't know, I guess they could reveal that to us this way, but I feel like we would know about that beforehand, but I feel like he's referring to like the Imperial Purge of Mandalore, so that the actual true Mandalore doesn't really exist right now, or at that time, but he also said earlier in the episode, when Din came out in the Stormtrooper uniform, or, or armor, he said, what would they say on Mandalore? So I feel like that would be a weird thing to uh, say if the planet's blown up. True. So I feel like he was referring to just their society and culture, but it well, is unclear. If, if Mandalore is still around, yeah, then I would love to see the storyline sort of be that they all go to, uh, they all help uh, retake Mandalore. Yeah, 
Like that would be a cool storyline for me. I'm trying to think of things that they could go. You know, um, that feels some. That feels like something that could spread across all three shows better than going after Grand Admiral Thrawn would be. Or perhaps Grand Admiral Thrawn is on Mandalore. Which I was going to say, you could combine that if you wanted also. I mean... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm cool with the idea. I'm cool with the idea. I just wouldn't want... I wouldn't want the Mandalorian to have to dovetail in... It reminds me of those old comic books to where you're in a really good arc and the story's going along and then all of a sudden this crossover comes up, this, this company-wide crossover to where the story you're watching suddenly... Or the, the story you're reading suddenly stops for like four issues while they have tie-ins. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't want, you know, for there suddenly to be like the the forward progression of the story stops. Well, so based off something you said too about uh, Thrawn and his potential involvement, um, I do think this would be a great platform to give him to show him off because not only same thing with Ahsoka and everyone else they've been in book you know you're exposing people to this character who a more mainstream Star Wars audience who may not be familiar with him yet which is always a good idea first but secondly uh I you know I thought he was fine in Rebels I I did uh he was nowhere near the levels of awesomeness to me that he was in the books and I think part of the reason for that it's not anyone's fault or it's not a problem but Rebels is inherently a a family focused show like it's it's target audience seems to be a family right and you don't really get the depth of intensity that Thrawn would deserve to really show off his actual character in that type of setting. Again, that's not a problem. I'm just saying I feel like it's something like this, more of a live action thing, perhaps more leaning toward the adult viewer. I think you could establish that a lot more and a lot better. And I think it'd be more true to his book character to me. That's possible. I mean, you know, you know more about the book character than I do. It was the but I, I think I think with I think with um you know they they've even said that this Ahsoka series is going to be a uh, one and done sort of deal. That seems to be. Uh, they, I don't think they were explicit with it, but that does seem to be how it is based off the terminology that they've been using for the different shows. But uh, they use it for all of them. No, some of them were like, uh, some. I think some of them said just new show. Some said new, uh, like limited series or something, or series events. Like they were using different terms for d- most of them, depending on which one it is. All right, let's get through. The, let's get through these shows. <laughs> so yeah, we got all those. Okay, but, uh, but uh, Rangers, Rangers of the New Republic. Yeah. To me, this feels like the the. Uh, Carrie Dune show. You know, I've okay. So a while back, you know, there there was the report uh, that I mean, Corey, I think was the first one to say it. I think that there would be a Cara Dune and Bo-Katan show, uh, and I think I saw him say that this is it that he was referring to. I've seen. I, I think everyone is assuming that Cara Dune is a, a lead in this show. Um, I've seen some people say Fennec could also have a role in it. Too? Well, I've heard people mention Boba, possibly, you know, and the thing is, is that 
The only reason I think this would be her show is because even though she's the marshal of that town, right? Yeah. She or she's the marshal of uh of uh Navarro. Navarro. Yeah. She's also taken on the task of getting that looks like her it's a ranger emblem in a sense. Right. She was given the the Republic, you know, stripes and the right in like Texas Rangers, Rangers. It it would make sense that that she's one of many people that that received this. So it sounds like it's a you know uh, not the not an anthology show, but it's a uh, a lot of different cast members. Yeah. You know, it would be interesting. It, It it would be like it could be like a case of the week type of deal. Yeah, yeah, no, it really, and it, and it that could work really well too. I think what would be amazing though if they had the opening be like the old cop show. <laughs> That'd be great. Or even like Dukes of Hazard, where they slide across the hood of a of a starship. Or and, uh... or just pretend it's Miami Vice and have like the eighty synth music the whole time. Yes. Can it end though with with uh, somebody putting on glasses like from CSI? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. I mean. <laughs> uh, and oh. yeah, and then one other thing I want to talk about with, with you. Uh, this is just a suggestion. I would love when Mandalorian is over and we sort of have a lull. I would love for you and I to go over um, uh, our like sort of not fan casting, but I suppose fan casting the uh, composers for these upcoming series. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be good. It'd be a good episode. Talk about the series more and whose musical uh, areas might fit better, and it'd just be fun. Yeah, no, that'd be great. I like that. <laughs> so, spoiler, everybody, for an upcoming episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so we got that. We got. Uh, I think this was another like limited event series or something like that. It's called Lando. Oh. The logo looks pretty cool. They it did does. not say anything about who's involved. There have nope. been rumors for some time that from fairly reliable sources, multiple ones, that not only Donald Glover would be returning to do the role, but Billy D. Williams would also be returning to the role for a Disney Plus show. Both. Well, they can they, easily do it. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I'm, I was going to say that, yeah, they didn't announce either of them. But that could very well mean that they are still both in it. So, well, they could easily do it to where it was like the young Indiana Jones Chronicles, in a sense. Yeah. Uh, at least in, initially, there was the old man telling the story, and they kind of got away with that. But right. let's say, for example, you have the main storyline being, you know, uh, older Lando and Jana looking for her quote unquote parents or whatever. While traveling, he tells stories about, you know, when he was younger and there's the Donald Glover coming in. Mm-hmm. But you still get the story now, you know, you still get the 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 old Lando story and you get some young Lando stories. And and the young Lando, for all we know, could cross over with, with uh, Alden Ehrenreich uh, from, from Solo. You could get a bunch of that stuff. You could get him and Chewbacca. You could get anything, really. Uh, that was my next question to you, is if Alden Ehrenreich shows up in Lando. Uh, I would like to see it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, w- I would like to see it. I don't know if they will. But, uh, yeah. you know, it's not like he's doing anything right now. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> um. 
I'll go ahead and point out, too, that we have Star Wars A Droid Story was also announced, which, of course, focuses around droids such as C-3PO and R2-D2. That's very high on my list of things I'm excited about. Like, possibly my second, possibly the second most interesting, a sec, it's, the, it's the thing I'm second most interested in. Does that make sense? I mean, it makes sense. It's honestly the one I forget about. Like, uh, they asked me to list all the things they announced. I honestly forget about that one. Well, because I don't know if it's a movie or a series or in the way they describe it, it's Lucasfilm Animation is teaming up with ILM. ILM, So it's like, I don't know what it's going to be necessarily. Um, And it takes place after, uh, after Rise of Skywalker. I mean, it is interesting. There's, there's no doubt about that. Especially, like the thing I'm most interested in about it is what you said about it being animation and ILM together, because you have to wonder what that means. Well, and they say droids still. So I know they say R2D2 and C3PO, but we could get BB-8 even involved. Yeah, I, yeah it would be possible. nice to see. It would be nice to see, or even even Dio. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice to get these droids all together. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I droid... like the droid-centric episodes of Clone Wars. So, well, I was just about to say, droid-centric uh, storylines have always been a part of Star Wars. I mean, the freaking movies that we know and love were originally supposed to be told from the perspective of the droids, anyway. Like, it's always been a, centered around their perspective. Yep. So, all right, which so we got fine, that. That's fine. Yeah, and then we also have Star Wars Visions, which I was excited about because um it's basically a series of short films it seems that are basically star wars original stories done in anime style specifically by as they put it the top studios in japan so it is actual like legitimate japanese anime artists who are going to be making this show and the reason i say i'm excited about that is because when they announced star wars resistance and they were saying that the style would be like an anime style. I thought that was great because we have that fan film that a lot of people know about the space fights that was done in that anime style. And it's fantastic. Love it. And so I think we were all expecting, at least at first, Resistance to be kind of like that. And it turned out, I mean, it was 2D and it, it was similar in a way, but it wasn't quite what we had been thinking because it wasn't the same type of 2D animation. But if we're getting the Japanese studios to do this, I think it's going to look fantastic. And I am psyched to see the, what that product looks like. Is it canon? I, that's a good question. I don't know. I would assume so, because I think they're trying to make pretty much everything canon at this point. Yeah, except for Lego. Oh, excuse my French. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> yeah, you know what? It keeps me on my toes, I guess, right? Except for Lego stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tim. I don't even know how long <laughs> no, recording. No worries. No worries. I'm gonna go listen to it all again to find out uh, your your you know stuff of the tongue. <laughs> are we sa- are we saving the best for last? Uh, well, we're we're. I don't know what you define as the best, but we're making our way around. You know what's the best? We could go talk about movies before we save the best for last. Well, like I said, we're getting there. But the next thing I'm gonna bring up is a show called Andor, which we now know the title is Andor. Very cool okay. logo, I thought. Well done. Can we... Okay. Quake. Here's, here's what I hope they get away from. I remember that there was... 
they made a big deal about we have the title we just can't tell you yet um, <laughs> oh, I know. for their show and it's like it's his last name that's <laughs> like that that that's what you can't tell us you know i i yeah. hope going forward they stop with the stupidity i understand wanting to keep some things you know hidden or secret. You don't want to ruin too much or, or anything like that. But when you can't say the title of the solo movie is Solo. <laughs> and you don't want to say that the title for the Cassian Andor show is called Andor. It's like <laughs> there's a certain point that I have a hard time with your oh. mystery box. Let's keep it all secret and spoiler, you know. And while we're at it. Tell the damn show. While, while we're at it. The Lando show is called Lando, and the show about the Mandalorian is called The Mandalorian. <laughs> right. Well, and we're gonna get to one where the show about Obi Wan Kenobi is yeah. called Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> yeah. They didn't even call it Kenobi. Yeah. They just said, "Yeah, it's his whole name." Yep. And the show about the droids is called Droids. Yep. It's not and this show about the Bad Batch is called The Bad Batch. Yes, and the show about Ahsoka is called Ahsoka. <laughs> I'm noticing a trend here. Yeah, me too. Even if, even if we extend beyond Star Wars, the show, uh, not the show, I guess it'll be a movie or something, Willow is, is called Willow, and Indiana Jones is called Indiana. Like, they're, they're pretty straightforward with the titles okay, here. The Ra- Raiders of the Lost Ark uh, was the title. Then it was Indiana I mean, Jones and the Temple of Doom. See, they're at least giving me those that extra, like you know, Lost World. Yeah, but but at the event, at least, I mean, I guess they didn't uh, reveal a title, which is fair. But I'm sitting here looking at all the logos from all of these things, and there is just Indiana Jones just sitting there with everything else. Yeah, and speaking of which, real quick, I am sick and tired of of the news for this movie. Harrison Ford will return. Yes, you've said that for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Every time you say Indiana Jones is coming out or the date's changed or whatever, you say Harrison Ford will return. It's not news. Yeah. Yeah. What's news is if he's not coming back. Okay, if that status changes, then let us know. Yeah, that's that's the news at this point. If you yeah. say this is a movie without Harrison Ford, they'll say, oh, damn, that's news. Yeah. Although, I mean, I was happy to hear, and I, I knew it's been discussed that James Mangold might be uh, the one doing it, but I was happy to see his name officially. Uh, he's attached. a good director. He really is. You saw Ford versus Ferrari? Yep. Oh, such a good movie. And very well directed. Very well directed. I, I prefer it to Logan. I, I, I would... They're not even the same league, but they're the same director. I, well, I was going to say, I really can't comment too much on that part. You don't like Logan? I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, all right. That's fine. <laughs> I was going to, and I forget why. That's just one of those things where, like, there's some movies that, like, I want to see, and I'm like, oh, sure, I'll see that in theaters, and then whatever happens, I don't care enough to actually go see it, and then it just, like, slipped away, and I just, I've I never gone around I to it. On, uh, I saw it on Blu-ray for the first time, so. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Was it good? I'm, I'm... Yeah, I thought it was fine. I didn't get what the hype was about. Everyone's like, oh my god. It's like, <laughs> cheers. And that thing is good. Well, about Andor, by the way, they all, I forgot. In the little sizzle reel thing they showed us, 
they did say it is 12 episodes. So we know that. Ooh. Okay. And then we and, know that the logo looks like Quake. And it's got Genevieve O'Reilly. Yes. As mom and, and Stellan Scar uh Scar right? Yeah, yeah. And Genevieve O'Reilly is like, okay. I I honestly wonder why I haven't seen Bale Organic. Well, I, I feel like he could just be in like one or two of those twelve episodes as like a you know a character highlight for those couple episodes and it would fit in, but he doesn't have to be part of the entire series. That's true. But I feel like if if we have to pick one scene from Rogue One that this show will be most like, I feel like it's when they first bring Jin to the rebel base and they're all like asking her questions. And like uh Cassie's like, you know, when's the last time you're in contact with your father? I feel like that scene it's just a guess, but I feel like that scene is kind of is the closest to what the show could be like. When do you think you're probably right? And why is it taking so damn long for this show to come out? Well, they just started filming it like two or three weeks ago. Yeah, they haven't even started filming uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, and it'll be out before this movie, before this show. Do we? Well, I'm like, do we know that for sure though? They said 2022 is when uh, is when Andor's coming out. But do we know for sure when Obi Wan's coming out? So what, we only got two shows next year. Well, How's that maybe even possible. We got Bad Batch and Mandalorian again. That's it. Yeah, I mean, this year we had Clone Wars and Mandalorian. That's it. Yeah, but okay. So I mean, they should be doing something at this point. We're going to get how many Marvel shows next year? We're going to get... Uh, 85. Yeah, which is great. Fine. Great. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. They, a lot of them looked really good. Uh, I'm, not a, I'm, not a, I'm not a single fan kind of guy. You know, single <laughs> fandom kind of guy. Yeah. You know, I've, I've been spending my time lately watching uh, DC, uh, you, you know, stuff. Man of Steel and uh, Batman vs. Superman again. But I'm ready to watch some Marvel stuff, too. Well, and and let's go ahead and, and talk about next one of the shows that we got the least amount of information on as well, which is called The Acolyte. That that one seems pretty cool. That's the one that's done by, I, I cannot remember her name at this time, but it's the one, the, the director of Russian Doll who did that, or who is going to be doing that. Um, that's That was the name of the show, right? Yes. Okay. And initially, when they initially when they hired her on, did they say this show was female centric? I, I I remember them what, saying that. Okay, I'm just trying to see who the acolyte would be. Is it you know because because what makes me wonder is that this is the end of the High Republic that they talked about the, this time frame. So this is the earliest we will have in a live action medium, correct? Oh, absolutely. Even, uh, I mean, as of right now, even in any medium, right. and we'll be getting High Republic stuff, but as of right now, it's the earliest that we, we would have right now. Well, no, I mean, we're getting, we're getting High Republic comics, and the High Republic books are coming out. We'll have that long before the Acolyte comes out. But right. it's really the earliest we have as far as, you know, whether it be a TV series, animation, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and, and so the question is, the end of the High Republic is also the start of what? The, the old uh, republic, right? Well, not the old republic. The old republic's technically the old old republic, right? Well I, well, I just mean like the um quote unquote modern era of the prequels begins after the high republic, right? right. 
so so potentially if she's a Sith or they're a Sith or whoever's a Sith, that would somehow lead into Darth Plagueis. It's around the same time. Could. We could get we could see this show that they were talking about at one point where where what was it? Uh Shu Palpatine's a good guy and some woman messes him oh, over. Yeah. And then it be, and then it becomes evil. I mean it's potentially be around that. that time. I mean they, they could just be reusing general ideas and they're and they're That's you know, we could get a young in which Matt Smith is in the new Game of Thrones spinoff, and I'm excited. <laughs> Be sure that he is. There is actually <laughs> announcements for this one, so I was like, okay, yeah. Well, finally, I'll just keep paying attention to the posters. Eventually, he'll stop showing up in them. What? I don't understand. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's fine. <laughs> There, I mean, there was a time where he was showing up on some like press releases for theaters and stuff as being in the movie, and then when the posters for Rise of Skywalker early on, and then the more pressers stuff that came out, uh, he started to not show up in them, and then when the poster came out, he wasn't on it. Well, I, w- I wonder. I wonder if at one point we'll find out the truth of all that. Yeah, maybe would be interesting. So next, uh, we're pretty much down to. Well, I guess Bad Batch, we can mention that as well. Uh, we got the trailer for that. Nothing too groundbreaking, but it just looks great. It basically looks like Clone Wars Season 8, which is what I think everyone Thank wanted. God. Right? Yep. I just want I just want the same old, give me the same old animation. Just every, there should always be a show going that has this animation. 100%. I get behind that. Yep. And I think it looks like Fennec Shan might even be in it. It, it certainly looks like it. I mean, they, they have somebody wearing her same helmet. I mean, I, it's it's one of those things where it's it's the same thing. Like, they don't even recolor it. So, like, it has to be her, right? Right, right. And it'd be around, it'd be probably correct. Time-wise, uh, yeah, it seems like it'd be okay. I mean, because what Mingna Wen is 57. Yeah. So yeah, you, I, which I didn't realize to be honest, but um, you can make that work. Looking good, looking good. <laughs> uh, so anyway, it looks like not, how, not... Old, how old is uh Tamira? Uh, that's a good question. Let me find out real quick. Because he's looking good too. He is fifty nine. He turns wow. sixty in two weeks. Okay, so there you go. All right. Which, by the way, if you Google his name, the top entry is Tamara Morrison Rex. Tamara Morrison Rex? Yeah. What does that mean? Like a bunch of people apparently have been searching to see if he's going to be playing Captain Rex in Mandalorian. Oh. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that rumor is still out there. I don't know. I honestly don't see a way. I don't see a way for it to fit the story for the finale here, but maybe there is. It could be one of those things where uh, he needs some help, you know, going after the ship, and he sets out a call, and and Ahsoka's like, "Sorry, I can't. Uh, I can't attend, but I did send this uh, consolation prize, and it's like Rex." 
Yeah. I mean, I say it's possible. I sent a friend. A really, really cool, awesome friend that will make everyone happy. Yeah. I would honestly see him as being more of a season three thing at this point, if it happens. But I don't know. Okay, well, we are pretty much down to two big announcements. Two? No, we got, well, we got three. Okay. Let's skip. Well, maybe more. Let's, let's, which one are you doing next? And I'll tell you whether it's acceptable. Well, whichever one you want to do next, let's do that. Let's do the surprise out of nowhere movie that we do nothing about. So in exactly three years from now, Christmas of 2023, we are going to be getting a movie called Rogue Squadron, and it is directed by Patty Jenkins. Like you said, this came out of left field. It was fantastic. I was so happy to hear this, and her video that she tweeted was awesome. It, this was probably the second... I'll say the second most excited that I was of the announcements because... And I'll say the second because, like, the Ahsoka thing, I'm super hyped about, but we all kind of expected that, you know? And, and this, we didn't see coming. But it takes place after Rise of Skywalker. Okay, was that confirmed? Because I know that's been speculated, but I haven't seen it confirmed anywhere. I'm pretty positive that that's what she said, that it takes place uh, in, the, in a future timeline. Uh, well, yeah, well, hold on. I'm going to pull up because, yeah, she said something today even about it that they basically – she said that they basically have a treatment done essentially for it now. Um, let me find that. Okay. Um, There's a direct quote where she says it takes place in a future timeline. Yeah. Um, so the thing that she said today is that we're very far – into it and yeah we're finishing the treatment basically which is pretty big um i've been working on it for a while it's going great blah 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 uh okay well it's not listed here but i didn't know what you're saying yeah it is referred to as taking place in a future timeline something about the next line of heroes um i i that that could well mean after the rise of skywalker i could also see it meaning future timeline in relation to the original trilogy, and it takes place in the 30 years between? Then it's the past. Well, it depends on where you're, what timeline you're, you're what, what's your um, point of reference? We are now in the future of Star Wars, technically. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, why would you say it takes place in a future timeline if it just takes place uh, around Empire Strikes Back, let's say? Well, like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't think it will be there. But like I said, I think it will be future in relation to something. It could, well, like said, it could be after Rise of Skywalker, but I could also see it just being future in that it's between it's a thirty year gap that we haven't really explored yet, especially when we're talking about another show that's going to take place a thousand years before anything that we've seen. Oh, so you're saying the future timeline is anything after Jedi? Right. Well, why not say it takes place after Jedi and before, uh, before Force Awakens? Because honestly, maybe they're still figuring that part out. They just have a treatment down now. Maybe that's one of the details to try to figure out exactly where they want it to be. I don't know. I mean, it's got to be great. Here's the thing. Uh, Patty Jenkins directed Star Wars movie about... Uh, I think right now, the closest thing that we can call it right now is Star Wars Top Gun. Like, how great is that going to be? Yeah, but oh, oh, 
it's going to be fine. I'm not really look. There's nothing exciting. I'm not. I'm not against it. I'm not like for it. I'm. I think it's cool. I, I think her story that she that she told in her little video makes me interested in it. But yeah. I'm interested in what in what story they're going to tell because so far we also heard them say the droids takes place in a future timeline. So are they setting something up? You know what I mean? Yeah. Are we going? Are we going someplace with this? In Lando may take place in a future timeline too. Yeah, especially if uh, Jan is involved, like you said before. Yeah, it's after Skywalker or Rise of Skywalker, so yeah. we'll see. I, I, I don't need them to be. Let's not be. Let's not be coy about these timelines, you know. Well, and then. I guess that the next thing would be another movie that we did know about, which is the Taika Waititi movie that he's supposed. My understanding is that he's still writing it based off of what uh, Kathleen Kennedy said. Although yes. I think they're doing their, their pre film scouting locations right now or something like that. Um, uh, and they had, there was a, a painting that she had that showed a ship. Yeah. And, you know, I, I read this really good thread. Um, by this one guy, he does. Uh, I think it's starship, uh, <laughs> starship porn or spaceship porn. Yeah, he just talks about you know spaceships, and his whole thing is that's very. It's a very similar design to this craft that um, brought all the Jedi to what's the planet called? So the the planet that we just saw, right? Okay. The planet in the Mandalorian, Morag. No, no, the one that they, that uh, oh, Tython. Uh, Tython. So Tython was introduced in this series called like Dawn of the Jedi, and it never even finished. It was starting up right as um, right as uh, Disney bought Lucasfilm, and it was about the Dawn. It was about the beginning of the Jedi Order, right? And Tython is the place that these ships that look like sort of diamonds transport all the Force-sensitive users to Tython so that they can begin their training. Right. And and so it's interesting that we've got Tython sort of thrown in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that we've also got Tython making an appearance in um, a Dr. Afro comic book recently, or not too long ago. Uh, and, and so we've got this usage of this of this place, and it's like, okay, well, maybe this is going to be something. Yeah, you know maybe that's the maybe that's the route that they're going. And his his uh, that Star Wars logo makes it look very very like heavy metal, you know, magazine type, like Richard Corbin, you know, uh, rest in peace. But like his type of sword and sorcery and, and old school sort of fantasy type of stuff. So it, it could be interesting. I I would like to see that be this may be where we get our you know beginning of the Jedi story. The logo to me looked like what if in the eighties, someone did a comic adaptation of Ragnarok. Okay. You know what I'm saying with that? It looked, it looked like it belonged with the star Wars holiday special for the animated. Uh, portion yeah. Of yeah. You know, so but, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. 
Yeah, like at the end of the day, I'm still as excited as I was when they announced that there is a Taika Waititi Star Wars movie. I'm still in the same boat. There really isn't a whole lot more that they gave us on it other than it's still happening. And and, and that piece of art, like you said. Um, but it's still just exciting the to funny, know it's still happening. The funny thing that, that we don't have is we don't have a Ryan Johnson trilogy. Right yeah. Now. And, you know, if we are going to get it, it's going to be a long time from now. Yeah, it really, really seems like it. Yeah, because this one's two thousand. They were gonna come out what every three years or every other year. I thought it was. I thought it was Star Wars Avatar. Star Wars Avatar. You know what I mean? So I thought it was every other year they they'd get it. So let's just say every two years. If this is two thousand twenty three. Yeah, that sounds the right. Wat- the Taika Waititi is a twenty twenty five. Let's say the earliest we would get it would be 2027. Yeah. Earliest. Yeah. And they still, yeah, they still got that. There's still that. Uh, what is it? The Kevin Feige one coming somewhere. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you could, if you wanted, try to make some sort of lower, like straight to Disney Plus only movie event kind of thing but i don't see them doing that no i think they're i think they're done with that idea yeah yeah unless unless he wants to tell the story so badly i don't know i don't i and i don't blame him for it but i just don't see ryan johnson as fighting disney to let him tell another star wars story yeah i think he's like hey you guys need me i'm here otherwise uh i got Knives out six to to go ahead and write. <laughs> like I said, and and I don't blame him for it. Knives out. That is um, but real quick here too, uh, before I forget, uh, Pedro Pascal was was just talking the other day, or I think today sometime, and he said about this upcoming spinoff of Ahsoka and Rangers of the New Republic. Um, he says that he quote has to be or, or Din Jaren has to be a part of the upcoming titles. Um, his quote is uh, fingers crossed. How could you not? This is like. Uh, this is something that's so much bigger than all of us, and we're all the passenger to it in a great way. And so, if I find out as it's decided and shared, so I feel like he, he basically he's expecting for his character to be involved with it, which makes sense because these are they've said it's going to be a crossover event in the end, and they're set in the same timeline. It'd be pretty cool to have him show up as a bit of a cameo in these other shows. Who say again? Uh, the Mandalorian. Oh yeah. He can show up everywhere. Yeah. But yeah, so he said that. Um, I think, I think, I think there's really only one thing left. I was going to talk about because cause I got to get going. <laughs> and we saved the best for last. It's, it's the best. It's absolutely the best. It, it, it's in every way the best. And before we even get started, I was like, okay, you know, I'm excited about, you know, the TV show where it's Obi-Wan Kenobi on Tatooine doing Tatooine things. <laughs> um, you know, maybe he's going to be a moisture farmer or maybe he goes to Jabba's palace and uh, this will be fine. I'd just be happy to see him again. That was my thought. Yeah. I was just happy to see him as Obi-Wan Kenobi again. I didn't care if he was just riding dobacks or banthas or whatever. Yeah. Because that's the only thing my little tiny mind conceived of. Mm-hmm. Okay, so go ahead. 
So the title of the sh- series is Obi Wan Kenobi, and the logo, the Are eye in Kenobi. That's, that's the name of the movie. It, the it is. It is, and the eye in Kenobi is his lightsaber. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, that's it. That's all. That's all the news for it. Okay. Yeah, that's that's all the news. It has nothing to do with the um, uh, with all the concept art that was was shown that was hidden away behind it, and all the rumors that have come out about who exactly the villains are of the show. And then the one thing that they said when they dropped it that I was like, oh, oh, I didn't think about that possibility. And now that's all I want. So I don't know what you're talking about, but I also feel like I should point out there, there was one other kind of thing oh, that they said Captain about Johnson? it. Yeah. Who? So they said that Hayden Christensen is going to be in this. And yes. as Darth Vader. Yes. And they said you know you know he may do flashbacks too though. Oh, they, they they really should. That would be a massively missed opportunity to have him in this on camera and not do it that way. Especially if he can do a live action Ahsoka in the flashback too. I mean, come on. There's already that rumor. We've already discussed that rumor that they were gonna have them in Clone Wars era costumes at the time anyway, so that that's a flashback right there. Here's here's what'll be super smart, okay? So, there is just just give Hayden a lot of money, okay? Say, hey, look, <laughs> I, I know we're I know we're hiring you for Obi Wan, but we need to do some other things too. I'm like, okay, that's fine. So so you got Hayden, right? And yeah. some of the concept art is him uh, going into the Jedi Temple. You know what I mean? Yeah, killing younglings or whatever. This is where you film. The flashback for the Mandalorian with uh, Grogu. Ooh, right? Yeah. This is where you film the flashback for that episode, and then this is where you film the flashback for Ahsoka, uh, where it's Obi Wan and him and her together. Why you got Hayden Christensen? Just give him a lot of money to just do different shows. Just put him in everything, man. Just do it. Well, everything that makes sense. You know, you may not (laughs) have this opportunity. You may not have this opportunity. It doesn't have to make sense. It can be uh, the acolyte, you know, a thousand years before he's even born. Put him in it. Sure. Yeah. It's like a, a vision of the future. Okay, just do it. But but then the other thing that they announced is that we are getting another battle between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader. Uh, a battle of sorts. They were pretty vague with it, and, and this could be a situation where it's like from a certain point of view. We'll see. They said that this takes place 10 years after the events of Revenge of the no, Sith. Supposedly, supposedly the, I'll have to look, I'll have to read it again, but supposedly the concept art shows them fighting. Like in the Vader costume fighting Obi-Wan? Yeah, yes. Huh. I mean, hey, I'd be also, down for yeah. it. But Also shows uh, Vader sitting on a throne. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, was oh, my, that was my response. And then I think what uh, what was it? Kessel Run Radio or Corey Wolfpack, or whatever, said that the the villains of the show are going to be uh, was it uh, Cody? Yes, I did see that. And and so honestly, it's like okay, look, there's a lot of things I thought about, but I never thought about that. And so now you've got his, you know, former sort of buddy commander, whatever, leading a squad 
against him. So we might get that, and then we get Vader looking for him, and then we get, you know, um, uh, the Inquisitor is probably coming after him. So we may see the Grand Inquisitor uh, in live action form. So we're going to see all these different scenarios to where, you know, and he flat out, uh, Owen, uh, Owen, Ewan McGregor says flat off uh, right off the bat that starts on Tatooine and then it just goes to other places. Well, yeah, because you're probably on Tatooine. People show up and you're like, I have to get out of here. Yeah. I have to keep them away from, you know, from Luke. So let me lead them other places. Yeah. Because it makes sense that they haven't stopped looking for him. Well, and I have a quote here from Hayden Christensen yesterday where he says, quote, it was such an incredible journey playing Anakin. Of course, Anakin and Obi-Wan weren't on the greatest of terms when we last saw them. It will be interesting to see what an amazing director like Deborah Chow has in store for us all. I'm excited to work with Ewan again. And let me just say, I am... I'm not excited. I'm like beyond stoked to see Hayden and Ewan working together again. Like, bro, this, this is it's just the best. It's going to be really good. And then, and then, and then, I have a sneaking suspicion. Maybe Yoda's in it, too. You, you could. You could. Well, because if, hey, if, Vader, if Vader's in it, if Vader's no. in it, who's to say Palpatine's not in it? Yo, why are we talking about Liam Neeson? Oh, Liam Neeson's. He let's get be, him in it. Yeah, I mean, because we be end... Him. We end episode three with Yoda saying, I'm going to teach you how to communicate with Qui-Gon. So let's get it. Do it. Man. Do it. Have a, have a rematch between Obi-Wan and, uh, have a rematch between Obi-Wan and, and Vader and have a rematch between Palpatine and Yoda. Bring in Liam Neeson's. And, uh, there we go. We're done. Like my level of excitement for this is just massive. And I know it's only going to be, one season, but honestly, with the level of potential that a storyline like this has when it was originally going to be a movie anyway, I'll take a longer form of a movie, even if it is oh, only yeah. one season, you know? Yep. And then I wonder if the rumor still holds that we see Jar Jar. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's probably going to be a wild ride no matter what it is. So yeah, give me all of them. Give me everybody. Yeah. Yeah. But especially Liam Mason, Qui-Gon. And he said so many times he's willing to come back to do more with the role. He did it for Clone Wars. I'm positive he'd be willing to do it for this. Oh, I'm sure he would. So make it happen. Please. (laughs) There's still time. If you need to rewrite it, I know you're starting to film in like a couple weeks in Boston, England. It doesn't matter. Just, Just make it happen. Rewrite that part. Get it in there. All right. Well, that was that was nice. And look, that's one of those things. Again, we we talked about that before. We talked about Hayden being in it and how we want that and whatever. It's that was not the most surprising thing I heard the entire night. However, I was surprised they said it. I, I wasn't expecting them to make that announcement, but it is probably the most exciting thing. When they made sure to tell you that he's going to be Darth Vader. Yeah, that yeah the. That that was like the standout announcement to me of the night, just because of the hype of it and the unexpected. Like, so not that it's happening, but that they said it then and there, and like you said, and that that he's playing Vader, not just a flashback, but he's like an actual role in the story. Like, that's it's great. 
Yep, we're gonna get we're gonna get Rogue One Vader versus uh, uh, Obi Wan. You and McGregor, Obi Wan. Yep. So good. Fantastic. Yep. Uh, now I only have to wait another however many years for it. But <laughs> true. True. Um, but anyway, in the meantime, that's okay because we got other stuff like you know Mandalorian season two finale coming up this Friday. I am excited about it. I'm going to be looking forward to seeing what they do with it and how long it is and who. I guess this will be our, our final conversation point. Who is your prediction on on the director for the finale? I'm still going to say George Lucas. Hey, that would be fantastic. I I, I feel like it's my my vote guess would be John Favreau, but. But why haven't we heard about them? Well, I mean, we haven't heard from any of them each week True. until it premieres. But but I was gonna say I I was thinking about that the other day though, and I wouldn't be surprised if George Lucas is gonna direct a live action something. It may be an episode of Ahsoka. That's true. Which again, I would be down for. I'm down for him doing anything, any of this directing stuff. Just just do an episode of something. Anyway, all right, I think we're good. Uh, so there's a bit of an information download there, but it's all exciting stuff. It's all um, going to be coming over the next few years. I, I think the intent of that uh, information reveal was just to show, of course, to the investors that now's a great time to invest because look at all this awesome crap we're going to have coming over the next few years for everybody. And so it, it was very exciting because um, that was the point. They're trying to excite people and get them interested so that, that they continue to invest in, and be involved with it. So it works, at least for me. And uh, I'm excited about it. We'll see what happens with Mandalorian coming up this week. And as always, we'll be here to talk about it all afterward and, and see what's going on. So thank you, as always, for being on here, Mark, on episode 194, I believe I said, of this podcast of ours that's been going on for almost five years. Oh, we're just a, we're under a month away from five years of existence i mean ted if you include the the timeline of formulation then yeah we've been around for five years but if you're talking about the actual like first episode we're almost there and uh yeah it'll be it's kind of fun but anyway we'll be back see everybody later bye bye <laughs>